Welcome to episode number 11, Earning Your Way. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, welcome to the Rotated Views Podcast. This is episode number 11, Earning Your Way. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, and Heck, and we are excited that you're here with us. Uh, In this episode, Earning Your Way, we're going to discuss earning your way all the way to the top, success, get rich quick schemes, and lessons for moving up in life. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Dennis Prager and Ben Roethlisberger. All right, so that being said, we enjoy kicking off our episodes with a story, and I'm going to jump right into it. So, I was listening to a talk radio show, and they were having a conversation about the Jersey Shore, Wildwood specifically. The storyline was about visitors trashing the beach with their litter. There were even videos posted on social media showing the beach covered with all kinds of garbage. It was pretty bad. The folks who actually live in the town all year, the real residents, were completely disgusted. But there was an interesting point made that this specific weekend, the beach fee was waived. Um, Apparently, it was like an event that they didn't charge for. I guess normally they have events on the beach that they would charge for. I don't think this beach, Mm. you don't pay to get onto this beach, but for this specific event, event uh i guess because it was opening weekend memorial day weekend or something like that yeah um they they waived the event was free so i think that's kind of what they're talking about there um so because it was free people didn't treat it properly and that if these people did have to pay they would be more conscious of their actions and wouldn't trash something that they paid for um, so that was an interview that I heard on the radio, and that was one of the residents actually called in to the radio station and said the beach was mobbed with people, mm. and um, his point was that since they didn't pay for it, they didn't care, and you know that they were just yeah, that leaving. Makes sense. Yeah, it's because it, people have the mentality of it's just like uh, thinking free stuff. It's let's take full advantage of it, and you know they don't see their money going to waste or anything, so they don't exactly. care about anything like that. It's, it's so bad. I mean, it's it's our planet. We live on it. Why why trash it like that? Like, yeah, no, I I actually seen pictures <coughs> of the beach, and you oh, see yeah. tra- you see big trash cans like they have these big big barrels, and there's just trash like even like around it. It wasn't yeah. even like there were it, the trash cans weren't even overflowing. They were just people, people just, just exactly yeah, where they were. and it's like it was insane. Lazy, it's a shame. It, it was it is a shame, and I I saw a video uh, of this. And it literally looked like someone got a trash can or a dumpster and was just like dumping it. Mm-hmm. Like it almost looked like, dude, you guys were. It almost appeared. It was so exaggerated. It almost looked like it was purposely done. Yeah. Like it was almost like so vandalized. Bad. Almost. So yeah. yeah. Um, but it does. It goes along that path of if you don't pay for something, uh, you're not going to take care of it as much as if you paid for it. Oh, it's. Taking taking it for granted, I guess. You yeah. Say. Yeah. It's exactly. yeah. You, yep. you have no investment in, in whatever that is. That you just you don't care anymore. Exactly, and 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 that's just it. Um, and the reason why that's important is because when you invest, obviously you have an interest in this thing that you want to take care of it. You want to, but if you didn't earn it, right, or if you didn't pay for it, or you have no in, you know investment into it, um, there's no value. Exactly, the yeah. value decreases tremendously. And so it's now it's not something that you uh, you care about as much because yeah, it doesn't mean anything to you. Because right. Yeah, so the meaning's down, the value's down. So here, I don't care. Just, yeah, you just trash. I don't around. Yeah, and it goes back. I think we had like a story before about like when like um it might have been Manny or someone like he said he used to like it wasn't until like he actually earned his own like baseball bat or something like that that, yeah. that he actually took it for appreciation as opposed to somebody just handing him like an old old ratty one because it doesn't matter as much because it was given to you for free. But when he actually felt like he earned it, then he actually appreciated something more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh no, that was me. Was that you? Yeah, that was me. That's right. I was like, uh, my in the minor league, I got my first bat. I couldn't believe it. I got my. It was like my own bat. So the bat, bats prior, it was either my brothers or like teammates that I used. And my parents actually uh, bought me my own bat. I never forget. It was an Easton. Yeah. <laughs> and it was for uh, it was for my birthday, and uh, locally they the 
I think baseball starts in June or July, but we played in the summer and it was on my birthday. I got a bat. I was hyped. I could not wait to use it. But that was the thing. I valued the bat so much more because it was mine. And uh, it wasn't just like chucked around on the floor or whatever like that. I took care of it. It was awesome. But yeah, it was that sense of value. Exactly. But so when you actually have value, then you actually take care of it. You actually want to exactly. properly treat it. You actually want to, you know, take the initiative to actually, you know, make sure it actually still looks good. It still looks nice. But like you said, like the, the bag, the when they went to the beach to actually cost something, those were still in pristine condition. But the, the beach that was totally free was totally messed up. Well, it's, it's also kind of like when you go to, uh, you know, someone's bathroom in their house versus uh, public bathrooms. Yeah. Public oh, bathrooms are just sometimes just be straight up foul yeah oh, and you're just absolutely. like what in the world was someone doing in here That's gross. it so smells you know, it's, it's horrific oh yeah, absolutely um and you know darn well that these people don't do that to their own houses and that's the reason why it's public. It's open to the public. It's a public bathroom. Yeah. They don't have uh, to clean it afterwards. They don't have to mess. clean it afterwards. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. At work, there. Um, I went to the bathroom the other day, and it literally, I'm at the urinal, and it looked like someone just completely peed in the corner. Like it was just completely. Oh. The yellow the floor was yellow, and it was just all wet. I'm like, really missed. Like, it, there's no way to miss. It's a, <laughs> it's narrow. Like you have nowhere else to turn, but unless you turn facing the wall, then you're you're, you're aiming for it. Wow. But like it doesn't make any That's crazy because that's like and, grown men. And I said yeah. that's at yeah. work where you're like it's not like you went to like a bar and like no, you no. someone understand like, that aspect. Yeah, it's, professional it, and, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And from what I hear the the, the women's restroom is even worse over there. Yeah. It's That's it, interesting. I, but I don't get it. Pub, public bathrooms they're 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 well because then like at, especially at big events like when we go to concerts and stuff like oh, yeah. that, you almost like just like run in and run out. Yeah. Even worse is like those porta potty things, the oh. big blue <laughs> things like at like at the Phillies, the, yeah. the stadium yeah. and stuff. You're like, I don't even I don't understand. Well, plus it's just like anybody can use them, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. as long as you're yeah, in the parking all, lot, yeah. it just doesn't yep. even matter. Don't matter. Um, yeah. All right, so for the next segment, kind of jumping in on, uh, we're talking about earning your way. Um, this, this one's kind of aimed towards Goose, but obviously anyone can chime in. So, Goose, I want to ask you, what major, I guess, lesson you learned by by moving up, quote-unquote, in life? And when I talk about moving up, I'm specifically talking about um, be, going from being an employee to a business owner. Um, when you went... Uh, from working for 10 plus years, whatever it was, as a, an employee, as being a barber, um, to then, and then I guess picking up that mindset of, wow, I need to own my own business and make my own name, um, and converting over into a business owner and being your own boss. Because you earned that. You didn't just, you know, go giving us haircuts in a basement yeah, to opening yeah. up your own uh, shop. Obviously, there's valuable lessons that you learn from your employer as well. Yeah, um, well, obviously, like any employee, you start off at the bottom, and then you put your time in, and you become like a valuable asset to the to that business or whatever it, it can be, but I, in my position, that's what it was. I started off, got taught and educated in my field, and then the owner of the shop was like seeing that I was really, really into what I was doing. I, I, I I had passion for what I was doing. Right. So then he trusted me on opening the shop because I just would be there on time. Right. So he's like, here's the key. You open up. I'll, I'll, I'll be a couple minutes later or whatever. And then lock up at the end of the day because he would just leave early. And then it went to where I was doing that, opening and closing. Then it was like, uh, here, take the, at the end of the day, count the register, make sure all the money's right, deposit in the bank for me. Gotcha. So then it was like I was becoming more than just my talent in the barbershop. Now it's pretty much like managing the shop. So then I, in my mind, like I was doing that for years. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty much running the barbershop. Like, yeah. and I'm opening and I'm closing, but it's not mine. Right. I'm not getting like, and my income went to like a plateau. So it wasn't more or whatever. It wasn't anything more that I was getting any bonuses or anything. So it just plateaued. I, I wanted to do more. I I did eventually want to open up my shop, my own, and uh, looked around some like some buildings, some spots. Like went out with my dad, checked out a couple buildings. One of you guys came along too. Yeah. Um, that didn't work out. It really didn't pan out. But um, then finally got like an opportunity that just came to me. That oh, 
you want to open up your own barbershop? And I'm like, yeah. I've been wanting to do it. Was like kind of iffy on the full like step going forward. Right. But in my mind, it can't be any harder than what I'm doing now because I'm pretty much running the shop. Right. So then as I'm, obviously I got, uh, I went for it, opened up my own barbershop and it was actually a little bit even smoother than it was for working for someone Mm. because I was doing what I was doing every day, but I didn't have someone hounding me like, Hmm. Oh, uh, what time did you come in? Oh, was the money right? Like the oh, why is this? Yeah, exactly. So now it's like it was like honestly a little bit easier. And the employees I have now were a couple guys that I had. They, they worked with me in the previous shop, so I, I kind of knew their work ethic, their skill level, and everything. So that was pretty much easy for me. But then, like I just wanted to to grow as as, as the barber, and um, went back to I ended up opening up a shop in our own hometown. So everyone kind of knew who I was for the most part. And then now it's just like keeping a small local business. It's not the biggest shop, but it's like a small shop and just keeping the business growing. And it's like, it got to, it's like full potential. Now we're trying to like move things around to like make more money, do other things other than just cutting hair, like sell apparel, try to sell product. It was just for, for me making that move was just like, I was stuck. I was at a plateau at the old place and I wanted more. Some people are happy where they're at. Some people want to stay there. That's that's their max. That's where they want to be. They don't want to, the the challenge of something else or another business or whatever. Um, yeah. So I just like I just keep going and growing and like right now I want to expand the shop. I want to just. There's always things that are going, but it takes time, patience, and there's there's things you got to do to uh, to go on to the next level. So and also um, to kind of continue that piece. You got also involved in the barber community. Uh, you got kind of like a semi sponsorship through a, yeah. like a, I guess it's a yeah, beard yeah, butter. Yeah, yeah, beard butter. Um, and now you're going to barber expos yeah. like all over the United States. Yeah, I mean, um, doing showcasing for them. Right. Um, yeah, and it's just like, and that's like another thing onto the side of having my shop. Yeah, and that that went from okay, so earning your way that went from being an employee but not just a regular employee an employee that was there on time um showed uh i guess sparkles of of uh leadership um became basically the shop manager and you built the trust of someone obviously the, who basically get handed you the keys literally yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. to the business um yep. And and you even were doing I guess kind of like the depositing with the handling the money situation. Um, it's got to be a good feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I knew how the the business was ran. Like I was kind of forced to. I didn't. Yeah. It was like uh, I always put it as like um, the Karate Kid, like Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi's telling him to do this and do that, and he's like, "Why am I doing this for what? Yeah, like yeah. This, this makes no sense." But in the long run, it helped them to be the best top you know athlete yeah. in in the tournament so that's what it was at first i'm like why am i making deposits what am i doing this for why am i being here first why am i opening up the shop why am i the last one like why does it like and then yeah like years later when i did open my shop up it was like that's why yeah now i know what to do i'm not yeah. like running around clueless like trying to figure stuff out i already know you're able like, to tap into those yeah lessons. it was yeah i already know like i already knew what i was going to like what the mornings were gonna be when I walked into the shop when I opened it. And I, just to be clear, he like he didn't just hand over the keys to just anybody. Yeah, it was like, only like m- me like and another. Two other dudes, yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean that's huge. That barbershop was big too. Yeah. At the time, anyway, it was big. It was there was a lot of uh, foot traffic. Yeah. Um, it was like the place to be. Yeah, it was right next to like three major like high schools in the area. Right. Um. Yeah. So I mean, you could tell. Obviously, so he got the keys handed to him, literally, not because he was showing up late, um, coming whenever he wanted to, doing sloppy, uh, you know, giving sloppy haircuts, um, not a trustworthy person with when it came to money, not very responsible. Uh, no, he was at work early or on time, uh, was, was a trustworthy employee, um, Busted his tail off in and out, and I remember there was times he was there till you know he would get there on a Saturday or or um like eight o'clock in the morning or whatever it was seven thirty in the morning, and he'd be there. Now the shop will close at two or three o'clock, and he'd still be there. It's like five six o'clock, like two maybe three hours, like late you know staying late. Um, 
I mean, obviously that's not every day, but you know, you did it when you had to, and you kind of just like embraced the whole management part. Because I do yeah. remember you being like, man, I, or even if you were done, you had to wait for the one guy who had to finish up this la- his last haircut or something yeah. like that. So you're kind of like waiting around. Yeah, that's that's not an easy thing. That's not um, that takes a mature person at the time. You were young. How old were you? Mid twenties, early twenties. Yeah, yeah, 24, 25. Bought your first house. At 24, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, there's a lot going on. Uh, when did you have Ava? 27. Okay. Yeah, that was after, and now you were still there, right, when you had Yeah, it? I was yeah. still there, and I, I opened up my shop in 2010. So 2010, ironically, I'm actually wearing uh, his barbershop shirt that says 2010. So he's, not only did he just open up a barbershop or move up in life and earned his way there, um, he didn't just, uh, you know, come late, was sloppy about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, what? I'm just, I don't want to listen to anybody. I'm just gonna, so you humbled yourself. You were the student, oh, absolutely. right? And then you busted your tail off. You wised up, opened up your own, you know, your own business when it was time yeah. and has successfully had it running for six, six years now, five Almost, years, yeah, five, six years. So, um, that's a success story to me. That's every year is growing. Um, and he, he, even if you talk to him now, obviously we're not going to put it on air, but if you talk to him in private about, you know, goals and plans, he already has, you know, the next thing that he wants to do with the barbershop, the next thing he wants to do, uh, with his business, what next thing he wants to do in his personal life. And and I think it was just like a perfect example, um, on seeing, you could physically see his progression, um, which is very, very cool. Um, now for heck for you, Hex in the uh, corporate world, so it's kind of different how it works for him, but kind of on the same thing. Uh, he started, I guess I don't want to say started started at the bottom, but he kind of started at, at one point, and now he is uh, gradually moving on up in the ranks, so to speak. How the where he works at, how how you know you want to talk about like the rankings? Yeah, ba- ba- basically, I started out as uh, where I first started out. It, it was uh, the call center. And it was though people they have issues with their machines or printers or whatever the case may be. They'll call in, and we would have to basically open up a ticket and send it off to the appropriate group for them to work on it because every issue has a specified group that it has to get assigned to. So, uh, so I started there, and um, basically that's pretty much low where you could start from. You know where I work at, and uh, I was there for eight years. And then all of a sudden, I just, um, my one coworker that I worked with, he was on third shift. He had moved off to another department. So he noticed, he, he knew that I wanted to get out of where I was because it was time was up. It was just enough was enough. I worked my way up, not even high enough. I was on a, a, they, I started out as a step 11, and then I went up to a step 13. Um, you just outgrew that position. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was just getting tedious. It was the same nonsense every day. I was working second shift, four to midnights. That was another thing I was getting, I was getting uh, tired of missing, you know, my kids' games and stuff like that and being home with the family. And uh, if I wanted to be home with the family, I had to take a day off or call out sick or, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, this is crazy because everybody's home now. They don't need to take off. I need to take off to stay home with them. So, uh, my coworker, he he uh, put in a good word for me to his boss, and then from there it went to, uh, I guess it went, went to like this lateral move where they needed help in the uh, in the state house, the governor's office. Um, so I was working there for six months, I think I was there for, and I was and it was hands on. It was desktop. I was more setting up the. Um, you know, the PCs for the users, uh, hardware, software, downloading like um, specific softwares they may need and stuff like that. Or, or if they had issues with specific software, they they were stuck with it or didn't know how to do something. I basically learned just from doing it myself and I had to go, exp- you know, fix figure it out for them or take them out of the jam, whatever it was. So then um, where I'm at now, my the, the, the boss, he offered me a position there six months later after working at the governor's office. And basically when I was there, the boss gave a good word of, uh, you know, how my work ethics were and, and whatnot. So, uh, he offered me the position. It was a lateral move. I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, 
get any pay raise or anything like that. I still took it not for the money. I took it for my, I guess, for my happiness to be home with my family and have a normal everyday job from you know eight to four instead of doing four to midnight. So that was the main purpose of me going on there. And uh, so uh, so when I first, when I got this position at the for desktop for the state when I where I work at is um. I came in, like I said, a lateral move, and it was a range 13. Then all of a sudden, uh, there was openings elsewhere, but there was one opening for the governor's office where I said, you know, I- I'll take this position, which was a high jump. It was um, a 21, and I just gave it the shot. I was like, you know what? I know them there. Uh, they like me. I like working with them. So we gave it, I gave it the benefit of doubt. So, so for eight years, you went from 11 to 13, and in six months, you went from 13 to 21. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Well, okay. So yeah. So basically, I was a thirteen. Let me see. I was a step thirteen for four and a half years, and then I moved from my second shift position over to the first first shift. Uh, when I got to the new my new spot, within a month, I was already jumped up. Okay. To gotcha. to range twenty one. Gotcha. Okay. Which is a higher pay, which makes me now IT specialist. Gotcha. Okay. So I, you know, and, and I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Um. And I continue to plan on going up higher as the steps go up. I mean, the ranges go up higher all the way up to like, I believe it's a 39 is the highest range. But right. So so basically what, what you're describing and how uh, your, your workplace, uh, I guess, grades people is basically on this number scale. So obviously the higher the number. Yes, um, that's correct. Well, either the more experience you have or the more... Um, you know, I guess it would be experience, experience or knowledge yeah. or experience. Knowledge, yeah. Well, so, so each step has has ten increments. So you can be in in a step or in a range and go up to ten increments, like ten steps. So that's how you continue to grow as far as you know the money goes within and all that the same stuff. Area. Within right within the same thing. So so basically, it gives you like a time. You give yourself a time limit. Mm. Like you need to be out there within the next. Seven years if you want to continue to making more money. Because, I mean, you'll get more money, but it's not going to be as much if you don't get out of that step. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me, that's why. I, I, I just want to ask you something. What what in your mind changed for – I'm just baffled by the eight – or I'm not a baffled, but just kind of like amazed. Like when you put – because I remember us having these conversations. When you did that jump. Then you did the when you did the jump from thirteen to twenty one or whatever it was, but it was, it was supposed it, to be a sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah, it was something like that. And then within like four months, you jumped again, or so, it was something wild. It was but I remember the having yeah having that conversation uh, with you. And the numbers really don't matter. It's just it's just uh, uh, like a visual representation of basically literally him moving up. Um, but the the how you go from thir- from 11 to 13 and then all of a sudden you go boom there was a decision i remember us having a conversation there was a decision made that right. um you kind of did like the second shift but you knew how uh like you said you were missing some things then you knew how important it was that you valued those things even more right. then you went on day shift and all of a sudden everything changed so you went from a position right. on you know the the shift that you wanted more pay more money you jump yeah. whatever that is eight, yeah. and, eight and levels yeah uh, yeah eight levels and, and the thing was the, the position that I applied for was to leave the new position that I got hired for was to go off to another location wow so that was also stuck in my head is like do you want to leave where you're at now right and it just ended up working out was I got what I I got the, the the title that I got, and they also fought for me to stay in my location where I'm at. Okay, so talking about earning your way, multiple times uh, you had stated uh, something about um, offline. You said, you know, oh, I, they put in a good word for me, right? Right. So obviously, that's something that you're displaying. There's something that you're doing. There's something that you're showing that's admirable. That's um, that not everyone can uh, refer people because you know, like, oh man, that puts my name on the line yeah, now. Right, yeah, exactly. and not a lot of people do that. So if someone's out there willing to, you know, stick their neck out there for you, obviously they trust you, they believe in you, yeah, they know yeah. how much you know you're a hard it's much worker. Much appreciated, also, like yeah, oh, absolutely, you appreciate how much people actually do look out for for you, or, or not even for you, for like someone that you know that they're gonna get the job done, and you can trust that person. So, right. well, they also invested time in you. So it's almost yes. kind of like them showing off too. Like, yeah, this is my guy. Like we, tra- mm-hmm. we trained him to do certain things. We, we paid for some kind of education, whatever. 
let me show you the what we have. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. almost kind of like, yeah, this is my this is my guy. It's like having like when you have kids and you're training them to do something. And like I remember us videotaping like James, like oh he can say his ABCs or whatever. He knows his colors. And it's like that's you know that's my boy. And then when they pull us through, then like then you can say yeah that's my yeah. you know that's my dude. Or yeah, that's, that's, my, that's story. my son. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so to to the both of you guys and 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 e- Gabe even you, um, where look at think about real quick where you are in life and if there's one thing you want people to know. Um, if there's like a message you want to know that where you are, what what message do you want that to be? Working hard does get you somewhere. Not working hard, expect to sit back. Yeah. So just basically bust your tail at all times. Because there there was t- times you you could admit you had your 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 kind of thing going in neutral. It was just kind of just sitting there. Obviously, yeah. for eight years you're doing the same thing. Yeah. There's not a lot of movement there. Right. But then when you decided to make, you know, take action, do overtime, I remember you were doing a lot of overtime, you're very committed, you're taking crazy tests and all studying for all this stuff. Boom. It was like in a bait it was like a bait and switch. It was like within a year you flew to yeah, the top exactly. basically. Yep. And it's and it's still going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, it's just that the things aren't it's not as easy as it like it really seems to be too. Like I have lost like a bunch of things to get to where I'm at. Like it's yeah. take like that like a couple steps back to make that big step forward the kind, of, kind of thing yeah yeah it's not like it's it's like oh yeah he's doing this boom 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 and he, you see like like what the success of what like I would have or whoever in, in the same position would have it is definitely like hard work it is it isn't easy there's there's a couple of things there's some like you want to rip your hair out nights and then there's time it's like you after time you sit back and you see you're like the blood, sweat, and yes, tears, all yes. well worth it. And it doesn't ever stop. Then there's like, obviously, then there's the next step to progression and same thing. There's probably going to be jams in there and like sacrifices, the decisions you have to make. Then later on, you'll sit back and like, that was the right choice. Sure. They say it's like that old saying with every level, with every new level, there's a new devil. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Gabe, did you want to? What I thought of was like, was two things, honesty and integrity. Um, mm. Because... Like, like, kind of like how Mikey said that um, when his boss started giving him more responsibility to do, like, do the books and do the money. I actually have something similar. Like, my boss kind of started giving me slowly over time, giving more responsibility, sort of like that. With, like, I actually do the money. I do, the, I do like, nice. the change and stuff like that. So, and I'm the one, uh, like, I'm one of the first people that comes in the morning, same thing. And I, usually the backups. If somebody doesn't show up, I open up the office. I do all that stuff. So, it's like, the more you show you have you you can hold that responsibility the more they're willing to give you more responsibility. Yeah, having like I don't have any managerial or anything like that, but if my boss is away, I'm mostly I'm almost the backup for a lot of that stuff even I'm just for, you know, minor for a few days here and there, but it's not like but it it shows that you have the responsibility to take on t- take on certain tasks that most other people aren't entrusted with. And you attribute that to honesty and integrity. Yes, for the fact that yeah, I've been there so long and proves that I I can do my work, I can I can show up on time, I can, you know, and do the extra tasks that are assigned to me. Yeah. And properly. And so I guess I guess like the overall message when it comes to this is it's not what it seems. These guys bust their tails off day in and day out. And like a classic saying was like uh, to uh, overnight success to be an overnight success. It only takes 10 years um, because yeah. people it's funny because people just see um, like one of the a good example of. Is Justin Bieber? I know this might sound very strange at this moment, but give, give me a second. Hmm. People just saw him blow up, right? Hmm. And just like, in in a sense, like his, his career, right? Like he became really famous. It almost appeared to be instantaneously, which it basically was. But he just he just wasn't pushed uh, into out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he he just met Usher, and hmm. that was the end of that. This kid was putting out video after video. His mom had him playing at you know local clubs. Um, he was outside playing his guitar uh, for coins and stuff like that. She, so there was no see the people. What people don't understand is almost just like my brother Miguel. He has this um, like this beautiful car or whatever, and you just see that, um, and you're like, wow, I, I just want to do what he does. I'm, I'm just gonna. He, he must. It must be nice. Must be nice. Or oh, I wish I had that. But you're not seeing when he was there, uh, like he said, sacrificing uh, time, money, relationships all kinds of stuff for him to actually live his dream, for him to actually manifest what he's been dreaming about literally since he was a child. 
right? That's the the problem is with people is that they want it at the snap of a finger, but don't want to put the work in. Yes. Right. And a lot of times, why we like expensive stuff, why we like the exotic car, why we li- it's it's not for us. It's our own. It's it's almost like a our own trophy. It's our own yeah. thing. Like yeah. this is a, this is a. Um, a present for me for my hard work, a reminder of all you know, all this stuff. And I'm not saying that's what all materialistic things are, but it's 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 not just given to you. That that the stuff was like earned. Yeah. It's a product of what you the effort you put in to get what you earned. It's a visualization of the effort you put into. Absolutely, exactly, and and <clears throat> they always say this. Uh, some some whoever says money doesn't buy happiness is a that's coming from a broke person. Yeah. Um. Because when when you see when you're res- when you're a responsible man or woman and you actually live out your dreams and you're actually fighting for your dreams day in and day out and if there's a video camera on any one of us and how hard we bust our butts off every single day to have what we have nine out of ten people wouldn't say crap there's always a one crap yeah. talker but nine out of ten people wouldn't say anything because you've seen it that's the reason why you have support groups that's the reason why you have the cheerleaders on the sidelines who are to your friends and uh, close family members that are they understand they get it why you have what you had they they knew what it took you uh to to get that right um I mean, I remember when he did the grand opening in, in uh, of the barbershop, and I was just in tears the whole time. And we were like, "What? Yeah. You would have thought it was me, but it was." I was so genuinely happy for him because I understood how hard he worked. Now, if there, you know, there's quote unquote haters out there who don't understand and saw like the hard work and the effort that was put put into it, all this time invested, all this money invested, all the sacrifices that are out there, and then just pop off at the mouth without even knowing or having a clue what it took to get there. It's a slap in the face. You have no idea what it's like to to do that, to own a business, to to get there. Half these people don't even manifest their own dreams, their own thoughts. So the first thing they can do is just knock someone else's, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's 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 just a beautiful thing to see someone who actually earned their way, um, and 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 really truly lived the life of their dreams. And like he said, there with each level, every time he hits something, yeah, there's like a new bump. But you can stop. We stopped and we celebrated. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Even even with the release of the podcast, with the release of my book, with the release of uh, my spoken word album, we all stopped. I invited people over. We celebrated. You have to stop in those moments because you earned it. Yeah. What's right. the yeah. point of just hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling and that's it? it there's no yeah. end to it. It makes no sense at all. You ha- there has to be the reward. There has to be the recognition. There has to be the plaques, even if they're mental plaques. Yeah. Because even like. Like you're saying, like you, if there's no stop in kind of small the roses type of situations, you would get you get too much lost in the minutia of it, and you get yeah. like you can't see the forest from the trees where all you see is effort, effort, effort. And you see no results, or if you do see results, it's you're on to the next thing and not worrying about, like I said, looking back and reflecting on what you've actually done and accomplished. And that's what your support group and also can help you do that too, because it kind of it kind of brings you back out of, out of the situation and kind of keeps you going. I guess, Absolutely. At the same yeah, and it, and it's also what you gotta understand too. It's motivation for the people around you as well. When you said you're gonna do something and you do it, yeah. there, there's a there's a level of respect and weight that comes along with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That you sat and said you're gonna do something, you did it, and all the every, all eyes are on you. If you don't do it, people aren't gonna say aren't gonna say really say anything to you. But there's just like kind of this level of like uh, I don't know about this this yeah. or like this little piece of distrust kind of comes off or something like that but there's something to be said to when someone is puts it out there that they're going to do something and they follow through with that oh yeah i mean that's just the the leadership level and that's crazy and like the hardest thing is to maintain it yeah like it's easy to hit it like a part and then you plateau or it's like a bodybuilder like they'll, they'll start working out they see gains and stuff they don't stop the hardest part is maintaining that their, their physique, maintaining their strict diet every day. It's not like, oh, I got to whatever I want to weigh. My this, my my biceps are twenty four inches, and then they stop. No, yeah. they keep going, and it's maintaining to keep it going. And then if, if they want to keep growing, they just push even harder. It's yeah. like the hardest thing is maintaining on what you have. Exactly. And that's what even like I guess Evan was saying that when he was talking about his bodybuilding, like that. Yeah, if it's a point where you do just kind of level off, it's like, I mean, it sounds really simplistic, but he said just. Try harder, essentially, something yeah. because yeah. you, you know, at some point, yeah, you gotta just get through whatever that because whatever the hard time is at that moment, it will pass, and you will be able to get past it and you know move on and accomplish even bigger and better things. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's jump into uh, the next segment. What would you do? 
um, where what advice would you give a person who's looking for the quote unquote get rich quick scheme or the easy way out of everything? Um, is this a lazy way of thinking or is it just optimistic and unrealistic? Um, that kind of goes back to what you're saying. Like, do you kind of you want the end result before you actually put the effort into it? Yeah. And get rich quick is that's no effort, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's that. I think we've always said it before too. Like the quick money is not good money because usually one, you're not prepared to actually. If it is like you know like the lottery type stuff, you're not prepared to handle that amount of money if, if you, that's what you're going for because you're still stuck in the same mentality that you were when you only had five hundred dollars in the bank or whatever. It you was. didn't earn it. Exactly. Absolutely. So, so so yeah so going going that's a perfect example going with the the lottery thing where it's like this windfall of money um, you didn't earn that so all right so say like if you're if you're making fifty thousand dollars a year or a hundred grand whatever it is right and you make that obviously you know what your weekly monthly biweekly checks are gonna be so you know how to maintain that and run your household based off that income exactly right. but when it's quadruple or a hundred times that in a, the next week you're not ready for that you weren't there's no foundation there so you're just blowing money or not doing anything which is actually almost even worse yeah um yeah. especially if it's something that's not residual right exactly something's not residual and it's just sitting there meanwhile it could be properly invested and earning you income not saying that you, know, you have to go and spend the money when, when someone says something like that the first thing i think of is invest yeah um and and the whole you know the lottery thing I think it's like an average of within five years they're absolutely broke some are even in more debt than when they for, before yeah. they even won the lottery yeah because you're buying more extravagant things at that point so yeah, yeah you, you can afford it for that moment but you don't think about the long run of right. maintaining it exactly when you buy like a million dollar home and right. what it actually takes to upkeep that right it reminds me of the story of um, uh, the Hiltons where mm. the grandfather who basically built the empire was a highly respected businessman. Obviously, still Hilton um, hotels are still around. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, it took him years and years uh, to establish, not only him as a businessman, but to establish his name, to be known as, um, you know, like a, like a, was that, like a luxury mm-hmm. feel hotel. And in an instant, one of his, you know, like one of his grandchildren or great grandchildren, whatever, have this bad image and put a bad name on their name yeah right um he basically i guess i think there was something where they they removed the the inheritance off this from this person huh. so they were like you ain't gonna inherit more money you the more it, it appears that the more money you're getting the worst decisions you're making like, she was living off that huh. name and his name is conrad i knew it was a while yeah. it's a, kind of a cool name <laughs> conrad hilton so the eight, 1887 to 1979. Yeah, but I remember it was like the men who built America. It's kind of one yeah, of those yeah. yep. things that I was following. It was super interesting. I mean, he was out when like I think like the Tiffany and Company was hmm. became jewelers. And oh man, it's just oh, it was what a time. And anyway, so he was one of these guys, you know, a hoteler that uh, established himself, like worked his tail off. And at that time, you know, people were just coming from all over places of the world um, to build. Uh, an empire basically mm-hmm. and that's what he did and just like what we're saying before with reality tv half these people the kids it's about the kids not about the person who earned the name exactly right, right. who became really famous because they actually did something yeah, yeah. Uh, of value obviously for the most of them right yeah, yeah. i mean it? it was like the parents who did it and then all of a sudden the kids are somehow milking off the name but aren't famous. really producing yeah. anything they're no. just kind of faces usually, that's what they yeah, usually wind up in those reality shows and they kind of milk those even even like that quote-unquote stardom for quite a while because you know they get the yeah. weird, those weird appearances for a thousand dollars and all that crap yeah it's like wild uh sponsors like this person you could tell is not like in a gym at all or has like a personal trainer or something and all of a sudden mm. they're promoting like a health product you're like get out of here yeah. especially yeah. if you're following the their shows like you've never yeah. seen them you know take this product or yeah. anything yeah, um yeah, yeah i mean i mean that so so going back to the whole like you know get rich quick kind of thing is as gabe said i mean as fast as it comes can be as fast as it goes so uh slow money is okay money uh that's kind of the way you want to go because then you can handle it in small you could digest it easier it's yeah. it's almost dangerous giving an, like a person full of that much ignorance that much money it, yeah. because you don't know what that because that 
brings a lot of power. It's a powerful yeah. move, and then they're not, and that's the reason, basically, reason why they're half they're broke. And but, athletes kind of do the same same idea. Yeah, they say I think it's once they retire, literally same thing. Within ten years, they're looking yeah. to be an anchor on you know a, a sports show. Yeah, because yeah. they that's so crazy. Yeah, like, they didn't handle their money or. They had just bad investments, or the person that they trusted their money with wasn't yeah. good, and they a lot of these guys hire their own friends. Yeah, yeah, which and makes which makes it worse because they're spending their money. Right. I'm like, oh no, we, we'll invest it. You know, we'll we'll look into this and get that, and next thing you know, they're like dipping into the pocket, and and yep. <laughs> next thing you know, he's like a couple a couple hundred thousand short. Like, where's this money going? And that's not with everyone. There are some no. a lot of those guys. They know what they're doing. They're they are Absolutely. educated, and they they do have. Uh, like people to help them out and stuff, but there is there is a group that does fall off on that. But they know that the, and the the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB they're very aware of this. They actually make the the players take a like financial classes yeah. before they get their first paycheck or something. <laughs> they're like in courses on how to on, on money management. I remember seeing a um like an interview and saying why are most you know why are most athletes broke after you know within five years of retiring. Um, and they said, you get caught up in this lifestyle. Some of these guys come from poverty. So they had yeah. nothing, it's right? Crazy. And then all of a sudden, they have a million-dollar contract yeah. yep. right in yeah. front of them. Oh, yeah. I, and within five years, you know, they have, like, the exotic cars and just I, wild stuff. I heard this thing with uh, when Shaq, he was talking. He was like, um, they are like, oh, what did you do when you first got to the NBA, whatever? I, I think he got, like, a, a million-dollar sign-in bonus, whatever. So he goes and... Goes out and gets like a Ferrari or whatever, and he comes back home. And he's like, "Dad, look what I got." His dad was like, "Oh, where's mine?" Like, I think he was just messing with him. He's like, "Oh, all right, let's go." They went. His dad got him a Ferrari. Comes home, they have two of them, and his mom's like, "Oh, where's my car?" He's like, "Oh, all right." So he goes and gets her like a Mercedes, like a high end Mercedes. Dude, next thing he knows, in one day he he spent that all that million dollars. Obviously, he knew his contracts where he was gonna get more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in one day he spent yeah. it all. He's like, "Holy uh, smokes!" I'm broke. Like. That was it. It was gone and just like, yeah. But obviously he knew what he was going into. And I think he, he, after that, he got an advisor and they're like, you can't, this is not good. It doesn't matter if you know you're getting, you can't spend like this, like recklessly like that. And and it was funny. The way he explained it, it was, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like athletes, they just spend for the moment or they live for that moment. They're not thinking for afterwards. Cause like he's like, like Goose said, they know they're getting more money. So they're just buying these fancy cars or buying these fancy houses but they're not thinking the long term. When they retire, are you going to be able to afford all this stuff? Right. So what? What? I don't know if they they show them that like in, in when they're taking these courses, like to think about the future, yeah. or just or do they just allow them to blow their money right off the bat like that, like buy all these fancy cars? It's like, their money. What do you need? Yeah, I yeah I understand it's their money, but like, why is it that you need three three hundred thousand dollar cars sitting in the driveway? You can only drive one. You're one person. You can only drive one. I understand it's a luxury to have it. I understand you get the money for it, but I mean to ha- to buy a car to have it sitting. Well, yeah, but also you're That's, saying you're saying this as a 35 year old. You gotta understand true. these guys are 21 year olds. Yes, sometimes yes. never even had a job, never even got a paycheck before, and you're saying it with they a more realistic yeah. point, a uh, perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Some, some, sometimes it's just, it's just it, not it's sometimes ignorance. it's ignorance. That's what it is. But that's yeah. like that could be their dream, like that's their passion. Those cars, and yeah. like you said, they can only drive one car at a time. That's like you. You're in IT world. You have five laptops. You can only use one at a time. Like Got that's me. and there's. I'm just saying <laughs> that's just like together. in their work. Yeah, that's just. No, yeah, which right. they're two different levels. I'm just saying that's yeah, just. No, absolutely. And there's like crazy testosterone going on there yeah. and ego. ego. Yep. Yeah, like yeah, their yeah. ego is the biggest thing. Like it's almost like they want to prove to the world that they're a man, that they earned their way, that yeah. they're no they made it. Quote, they don't you know learn I mean? responsibility by that either. Like, well, yeah, I mean, well, because they're they're basic, they're athletes, so it's kind of it's a it's a different way of working hard. True. Um, so it it really is, and they're they're that's not to discredit what they do. It was just, you know, the when it's a windfall of money, it's different when it comes like in an instant like that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, it's totally different because, like I said, like their line of work has nothing to do with money. Like they're just. Unless obviously they're sponsored, but I'm talking about like when they're in high school, you're just physically, it's just a, it's a physical thing. And then obviously the mental thing is you're just, you're studying, um, uh, like the tapes and stuff like that, yeah. but they, they earned where they're at. It's, it's, it's just when it's so much so soon 
with so little yeah. time to yeah. even comprehend what's happening. It's like mm. a whirlwind. And like I said before, going back, they're young. Yeah. yeah, like we you can't take that away from them. Like we're That's you know true. we could be in all we're all in our thirties, yeah. so we're kind of looking at it like what would you what would have you done when you turned nineteen between nineteen and twenty two and someone cuts you a check for fifty mil? You know what I mean? We can't, dude. We did dumb things, and we're we're making we were making like twenty grand a year. We're doing dumb things. Yeah, (laughs) imagine twenty million. You know what I mean? Um, it's 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 crazy. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, I I you know they they say this too. They they should have more financial classes like in high school or middle school. Um, not just you know like you know economics. Where it's an elective, because a lot of times that's what it was. Like you got to pick what kind of math class you wanted or yeah. whatever. Um, I think it should be a mandatory thing, just as uh, social studies, uh, math, English, uh, because that is. Because when you graduate, what do you do? You have to all of a sudden start taking care of finances and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. That's like the that's huge like the part of part of growing right. up. Holy exactly. Smokes, yeah. So I, th- I think there should be, you know, more anyway. I-, I know there's movements out there that, you know, they're coming around to this. I know the guy, um, a financial guy, Dave Ramsey, he-, he has like a program that high schools can, you know, buy into. Or I yeah. think he donates. I'm not sure. Um, also, uh, Success Magazine has like a success for teens kind of thing where it's, 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 a, it's a program that's geared towards uh, the slight edge and uh, the slight edge being you know multiple things obviously it's a book um but they donate you know their book their book to whatever middle school or whatever it is but uh stuff like that i think needs to be and and what everything that we're talking about is education not education as in college or you know whatever it's like education as in self-education you getting yourself educated the, the the right way to be able to handle uh these kind of situations which goes back to earning your way so if you did earn that why don't you uh, put some and invest some time into ha- learning how to keep it? Yeah. yeah so absolutely. just blowing it right out the window. Like you bust your tail and actually uh, using that platform that they have for a much better, you know, cause or reason. Obviously, this is not every single person. There's there's intelligent athletes out there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. People who do smart things with their money. But uh, that was really directed to the kid who wants the, you know, the get rich quick thing or is looking to become, you know, like an athlete. It's just something to think about. You know, you're, you're going to come into this windfall of money. You got to know how to handle it. Um, but in the same way, you have to understand that you earn that. And now also the other thing that comes with that is being a celebrity. And some people can't handle that either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes they just lose it. Yeah. yeah We've seen that happen. People have meltdowns right in front of us. Yeah. Um, but... Earning your way is something totally different. So when you see someone, uh, you know, question and, and, and you kind of place judgment on them because of the stuff that they have or the things or the moves that they're making, or the thing, I was just, I, I, I still do this every day too. I think we all do. You still got to kind of step back and kind of like appreciate it in a sense. And like, yeah. you know, you don't know what they did to get that. Exactly. Maybe they didn't right. earn it, right. but at the same time, you don't know that either for a fact. So, um, you kind of got to congratulate, oh man, it's just a different thing. It's just a different beast. It's just a different, uh, way of thinking, a different way of living our lives is go out there, earn your stripes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, someone else can't do your pushups for you. No, no. It's like in the, in the fitness, in the fitness area, they say, you know, I can't, that's what they say. I can't do your pushups for you. I mean, I can show you all the right stuff to do. I can show you all the workouts. I can show you all the proper, you know, uh, diets or nutrition and stuff like that. But I can't do the work for you. Yeah. Right. Your yeah. body's going to show the work that you've put into it. Yeah. It's like some people, uh, it's, it's like some people, uh, oh, I've been, I've been working here for 10 years and I'm still stuck in the same spot where he's only been here for eight years and he's already up high. Like people don't understand, like you need to earn that just because, yeah. You and someone else has been working together the same amount of time. Doesn't mean that just because he moved, you're moving also. Yeah. yeah. You need to earn your stripes just the way he earned them. Maybe he's doing something a little extra. Maybe you want to talk to him to see what he's doing extra to get those stripes or get to or you know to get recognized or anything like that. Yeah. Don't expect someone to pull you up without putting help for yourself first. Right. You know what I mean? Like help yourself out first, and then. Doing what you do, and then your your job will get recognized, and people will see 
what you've been doing and stuff like that. And that's how you get done. I, I know a lot of people always want that. Oh, well, he's going. I'm going to get it too. Yeah. Like, or even like, like you said, like if somebody's been there 10 years, just because you've been there 10 years doesn't still mean you earned a higher. You're not entitled to it. Exactly. You, did you work for it? Did you exactly? Because you, you have stuff to. Yeah, exactly. Effort doesn't. Time doesn't necessarily equal effort. I mean, it's it's basically you're talking about like the effectiveness of a worker you are. Yeah, you're both there for eight hours, but how much work are you actually? What are you getting? Yeah, because if you're just you? going through the motions and not actually, you know, going the extra step, if you want to get to a higher area, if you're not putting the extra step, extra right. effort into it, then yeah, you you don't necessarily deserve that same error, especially if somebody else is doing put putting more of the work into it. Right. Exactly. All right. So that being said, we have episode number eleven wrapped up in the books. And the way we like to uh, kind of end things here at the Rotated Views uh, studio is by some quotes. Leave you guys with some quotes. And today we have Dennis Prager and a Ben Roethlisberger, yes, the NFL football player, uh, quote. So the first one is by Dennis Prager. Uh, As you get older and wiser, you realize that when people are given anything without having to earn it, Unless they are physically or mentally utterly incapable of earning anything, they become ungrateful and lazy. They also become less happy. Um, That's true. So true. Wow. Especially, I'm surprised. We didn't even talk about being ungrateful part, but that is That's a whole other level on that. Yeah. All right. And so, like, the second uh, quote is here by Ben Roethlisberger. It goes, leadership is something you earn, something you're chosen for. You can't come in yelling, I'm your leader. If it happens, it's because the other guys respect you. Um, that's wild. And that's what I was kind of talking about. Like, the, you know, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. It's the mutual, you get the respect of the people that are around you and they're watching that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there you have it, guys. Uh, earning your way. In this episode, we discuss earning your way to the top, success, get rich quick schemes. And lessons uh, from moving up in life. We've wrapped the episode up with quotes from Dennis Prager and Ben Roethlisberger. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.